We become a race of peeping Toms. Something happened. Something was happening. I had no idea. Where is her treacherous husband now? But in a place where she can visit if she wished. Mine! It's with the ancestors! I'm yeah, I'm drinking, Luann. How can you hold cake and not eat it? Oh, shit, you guys got coke here. Oh, my God, of course. I mean, I know to you I'm just your old fat Aunt Maddie Faye. I'm more than that, sweetheart. These are godless times, Mrs. Snell. You're all feckin' boring. With your piddling grievances over nothing, you're all feckin' boring! Hello and welcome to another episode of The Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and I like corny. I'm looking for corny in my life. And my name is Colin Drucker, and I'm absolutely overwhelmed that I can climb those <laughs> stairs. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. I was like, what? Oh my gosh, I stepped all over that line, pun intended. <laughs> you must have been training. You must have been exercising in the pool. Um, yes. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I actually, I had three options, and one of them was okay. I'm looking for corny in my life, and I'm so glad I wrote okay. down the other two. And then my third was you know and i'm and i think what i've got is something slightly resembling gumption but i didn't choose that because i hate the word gumption there is something very perky and annoying about it right but i i do like the idea of gumption yeah i like 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 the concept that yes yeah but it's such like a fuddy-duddy word. Oh, she's got gumption. You know, it's like, you know. Oh, it's a Walter Matthau Yeah, word. she's got moxie, you know. Yeah. It's like nobody has moxie or gumption anymore. That went the way of the, like, gas crisis in the 70s. Yeah, Forrest Gumption. There we go. Yes, Forrest Gumption. <laughs> run, Forrest, run. Run like the wind, run Cameron like Diaz. Wind. Just like don't, Cameron Diaz. But don't blow away. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, these Santa Ana winds. Anything could happen. Uh, Santa Ana. I yeah. love how they just say Santa Ana. Santa Ana. Um, cue the Hans Zimmer score. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, happy holidays, Colin. This is our last episode before uh, Christmas, I guess. And I think this is an appropriate movie. Yeah. I mean, what a way to to welcome in the holidays with a movie called The Holiday. Yes, very on the nose. Yes. Yeah, from 2006. I, I I mean, that feels like just yesterday and not at all for obvious reasons, too, because it's like 17 years ago. And I looked up the ages because I'm always I'm always looking up those ages. Mm. And I I don't know what I what would you say unless you know the answer to no, this? Like, what would you say the average age of the cat? Like, they're all kind of within a five year gap, I feel. Oh, wow. How old do you think people are in this movie? Oh, I think. The core four. Yeah, the core four. I mean, for some reason, like the number, and it's just because I could, I can um and ah into people's ears, but I feel like the the number that's jumping into my head is like 35. Okay. Yeah. I'd say that's kind of probably the median. Kate Winslet was 31. What? Which is nuts. Jude Law and Cameron Diaz are both born in the same year and they were 34. And Jack Black is the oldest of them all. And I just really realized right now I deleted the last number on his age. It just says three. But I think it was around 36 or 37. Wow. I mean. We're older than them now. We're older than them. 
Like here's it just feels so weird. Yeah, here they're all feeling like, you know, the midnight train of Georgia has left, you know, and they're just left standing there holding their hearts in their hands. I'm like, you haven't even turned 38 yet. You haven't even turned 39 yet. You don't know what it means to, you know, cry alone around the holidays. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like... Have you even had your heart broken, Kate? Jesus. Honestly, right, right. I'll give you something to play air guitar against a pillow, too. Oh, the air guitar. <laughs> I, I mean, what a journey. It's, it, I think um, the highs are high and the lows are low in this movie. And I, I feel like it had been a while since I had seen it. I think I watched it maybe last year with Keon around this time. He loved it. Mm-hmm. We had a great time. Um, but... As I'm watching it through like the lens of Colin Drucker, I'm like, oh, he's going to hate some of these things. But I was just loving it. I was laughing so hard. But then there's like beautiful Nancy Myers monologues and Kate is just like delivering. And I I mean, I feel Jude Law has never been more charming, really. And I think there's just a lot to talk about. That's those are my opening thoughts. Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, it's a Nancy Myers joint, and I think, and we've we've covered a bit of Nancy Myers before. I know we've done yeah. Private Benjamin was a Nancy Myers movie. Oh wow, um, yeah, uh, and there may have been others, but I know that's the one that sticks out in my mind because I was like, oh wow, sure. that was Nancy Myers. Uh, but you know, I. I always think, you know, this is certainly in the past couple months and certainly the second half of this year, it's like all of these things that I hate. I'm like, yeah, but now that the Lexapro is leveled out, I don't know. Sometimes I don't okay. hate as much, but maybe that's just an, <laughs> an overall deadening of the self that's happening because I don't know what I love either. But no, I know. I. <laughs> <laughs> You're like sticking your head over the stove. You're yeah. like, I don't know. Right, I'm just like taking a deep breath of like, how does this make me feel? Yeah, um, yeah. But no, this this is not a cry for help. I I definitely still. Once she started air guitaring, I was like, oh come on. But that being said, it's a Nancy Myers joint. It's you know you come to expect that at some point people will dance around a table, even if it's the very end of the movie. There yep. will there will be. Uh, like a quartet of people sitting around a mostly white living room laughing and it's yes. complicated. It was, you know, uh, Rita Wilson and Merrill and Mary Kay place. <gasps> yes. And in this one, it turns was... out I'm a bit of a slut. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Turning around Merrill doing yes, that thing. Scarves akimbo. Yes. <laughs> Screaming into scarves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's so true, though. It's such yes. a Nancy Myers thing, and that you just have to be like, okay, you know, it's like this. This to me feels like, I mean, it's so many things, but like also a fabulous airplane movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. Especially around the holidays. Yep. yep. I I totally agree. I will say this. There is no reason on God's green earth why this has to be two hours and 15 minutes long. I I was shocked, to be honest, because in ways, and I'm sure we'll get into this, this could have been, it feels like two movies mashed into one. I think we could have either had Jude Law and Cameron Diaz, or we could have had Jack Black and Kate Winslet, but we got them all. And I like it but i just feel like it's it's a long one so i'm interested this is your first time ever or have you seen some bits and did it feel as long as it is you know i think i think i had maybe seen like the first 
10 minutes at some point years ago because it was feeling a little familiar, but then it started to feel less and less familiar. Like, I think maybe I had seen up into her punching Ed, Edward Burns in the face. And then I think yes. then it then it didn't feel as familiar. Um, but otherwise, no, this was just one of those movies that, you know, I was just like, oh, you know, what do we have in common? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's lovely. And I... And I don't know. I think it just, that's just what happened. And I was just like, well, let's, let's watch some more Rhoda. And so I feel like, uh, I hear what you're saying where it, it really is kind of like two movies and two parallel narratives. And I think it's super smart uh, of Miss Myers to have then the connection of Jude Law and Kate Winslet being brother and sister. Cause it was like, Oh, there is like, there's a connecting point between the two. And I thought yes. that was interesting. But what it made me think while watching it was like, certainly for people who love this movie or have seen it, you know, at least once, is I wonder if there are people who generally prefer one story over the other. Ooh. And I would even venture to say that, like, because I I'm, I'm can't wait to hear your thoughts about Jack Black and Kate Winslet. I have my feelings on the two of them have evolved over time, too. But I would argue that Kate's real love story is like, with herself slash Arthur more so than Miles, if that makes sense. Oh, I mean, that's because, you know, the two we'll always be like, well, you know, I don't want to talk about the, the end all the way at the beginning, but that's what we do. Yeah. We just we go to dessert first. You know what I mean? That's right. And yeah. so let's let's recognize and then, we'll, you know, we'll work our way through the movie that like, yeah, the real like impactful story here is is iris's growth is her getting over jasper is the connection she makes with arthur it's it's how she kind of as she says you go to a different place and you meet new people and you start to like find pieces of yourself oh again. i love that monologue yeah I and i was that. like that's that's the love story here and i because i mean because i think one of the, the the tricky things about this movie is the end is like yeah but Miles eventually has to go back to LA and so does Amanda. And yep. I was going to try to save this, but I can't. But honestly, even though we only see them briefly together, I want to see Cameron Diaz and Jack Black in a romantic comedy together. That's a do I want to see together. The I chemistry. thought the same thing. Yes. Oh. Even in that dance party. Yes. The chemistry yes. between them. I was like, Oh, this is such a missed opportunity. The two of them are perfect together. Yeah. I, I think much like the ending, you know, it's not quite the same too, but we've been rewriting a few movies, movie endings lately, much like the ending of little women where we feel that Joe should not end up with mm. professor bear. I think at least what we would need is for Kate or I guess Iris and miles to at least just be good friends. Mm -hmm. I think that's like, because I, I would think I just saw like a BuzzFeed article or something. It's like 10 rom-coms where the, the romantic leads didn't ha had zero chemistry. And Kate Winslet and Jack Black are on that list. And I, I see where you're coming from. And I also disagree, but I mostly agree. Like, I think the boob grazing scene was very charming. I was like, was that like was that improv like mm -hmm. i would have loved if it was the way he kind of like looks at everyone almost like where the camera would be and you know he's really charming in like the the video rental store but i don't know if they're a match and i really would have just appreciated like miles you've been such a great friend and you know that he is just 
I don't know. He doesn't really need that ex-girlfriend plot line. He's just sort of, you know, a successful guy and not really looking for. I don't know. I hear what what you say. No, I completely agree with you. And I actually think the solution here is that indeed Miles just plays a good friend of Iris's and they kind of see each, each other through similar heartbreaks and they, you know, they support Arthur together and this narrative of Iris kind of finding herself with these new friends. I think the the resolution would be at the very end like she, he's like oh i don't have anyone to spend christmas with she's like come back come come to england with me come spend christmas with me and my brother and his daughters it's going to be lovely and he's like all right why not and they go and then that's where he meets amanda and he and amanda have some sparks at the end of the movie and we know they're going to go back to la together and Ooh. we think graham and i i mean maybe graham you know, because, you know, Graham, you know, those two daughters are lovely and he's got a lovely life. And and my God, my whole life is before and after he put those glasses on. <gasps> like Beth, Beth saying I could be brave and Graham putting those glasses on. My life transformed this year. Forget the new job. Forget the Lexapro. Forget everything else. The ways in which my life was changed by the bravery of Beth. And the spectacles of Graham. Oh my gosh, I know. He is just like, imagine being Amanda and having that handsome man knock at your door. I would totally ask him to have sex too. And I'm glad she did. And it's such a Nancy Myers line. But I was like, yes, you're both hot. You're both young. Do Mm -hmm. it. Do it in your sister's bed. Yeah. (laughs) Also that. That's something else I thought about. I was like, oh God, I don't know if I could do that. I don't I, know if I could. I no, I couldn't because I would like look over and I would see her like hand cream on the on the bureau yeah. and I'd be like, "Oh, that's the that's what my sister uses on her dry skin." <laughs> like, yes, that would be I'm, hard. Yeah, I'm wondering. This is also like an alternate sort of universe too. Like, could Miles have been replaced with like a Rupert Everett type George character? You know what I mean? Oh, sort of like mm-hmm. the supportive gay. Hmm. Um, that, that would have been cool. That would have been lovely because I think that's yeah. what this that's what this movie needed was obviously not a not a black person in sight, but maybe yeah, a gay yeah, person too. Yes. You know, like I'll take a little diversity. I mean, hey, you got some Jewish people. That's a start, Nancy yes. Myers. I don't know if that was really a stretch <laughs> for you, but it was a start. But like that is a funny a funny nuance of Nancy Myers Myers movies is like wow. I mean, I could maybe understand in a small town in England, but we're in L.A. Come on. Like, yeah, come on. <laughs> the only people of color are the gardener and the maid. <laughs> and then the yes. mailman was black. And the mailman. <laughs> and like, the guy that walks Arthur up the steps. <laughs> yeah. He might have been and gay. Arthur's, gay. Ma- Arthur's nurse. I mean, it was just like, yes. okay, Nancy. I like I'm not trying to be that person. I'm just saying like, wow, like uh, not only is the furniture all white, you know, yeah, um, as beige as they come, as beige as they come, you know, classic Myers. But um, uh, yes, I, I think at the very least, give us a gay, have Miles be gay and have the and then that way they don't have to worry about like, oh, she just didn't want to sleep with him or she wasn't attracted to him because he's, you know, he's not he's fat or short or whatever. And it's like, no, he's gay. Yeah. Uh, mm. But I mean, I we will forever wonder what that could have been like with Cammy D and, and Jack Black, though. I think that would have been really interesting. But I guess at the end or to to answer your question or maybe to pivot back to you, which storyline do you prefer? You know, 
I think ultimately, like, for me, I mean, Iris is like the, she's the heart of the house. You know what I mean? Like she is, they all do a great job, but she is impeccable. Like she is, she's dancing circles around anybody. And I, you know, I really feel for her. And I think she has kind of the most emotionally developed story. I think, you know, there is that kind of like the, the evolve, you know, evolving out of a Bridget Jones into kind of a more, you know, he, I like a, a Carrie Bradshaw, you know, in, in part two of the sex in the city movie, you know what I mean? Like she does the, yeah. the sleeping, she does the depressed sleeping with the shades closed for a couple days and then she comes out of it. And it's like, I love that shit. I love when somebody like heals in a movie. And so I feel like Iris is my, is my preferred story. I think that that being said, Iris and Arthur is, is, I think the chemistry there and the narrative there is far more compelling than the kind of trauma bonding that Iris and Miles are doing. Yeah. Again, he just always feels like a good goofy friend. And I, I'm rooting for Jack Black. I always am. And like, I sent you that video of him being interviewed. It's so great folks. I tried to find it on TikTok because that's where I first saw it, but it's basically him talking about, I guess like his career or like movies he's done and he talked about like Nacho Libre and like King Kong. And then he's like, and then I got this offer for a different movie. It was a lot softer and it gave me the opportunity to work with Kate Blanchett. That's how he says it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wait, no, Kate Winslet. It's so funny and so cute. And like he knew that he was the sort of like, like you said, Kate's going to run circles around him. Like it's like she, they're both really good, but like he's sort of out of his element in a lot of ways too. So I, I'm glad that they sort of had that. And maybe that's why the chemistry is a little bit off. It might just be like experience and just sort of overall charisma. But I think Jack Black is very charismatic. It's just like when he can dip into that sort of singing through the scores in the movie rental place, like that's where he really shines, you know? Yeah, you could really feel him trying to play a more like buttoned up, just like nice guy. It was like, hey, yeah. if they wanted button up and nice, they would have gotten Toby McGuire. Like they got Jack Black. Yeah. Nancy, Nancy, first name basis, Nancy wrote the role for him. So I, I kind of yeah. feel like it's on Nancy of like, hey, you know, you you wrote him to be a musician, but then you made him like Jerry Goldsmith, who God bless, but like yeah, yeah. You know, let him jack black out a little bit, you know? Yes, I I think so, too. Um, uh, I forget why I brought all that up, though. What was I? Where was I going with all this? Maybe it's time know. to talk about the plot, I guess. What to tell us about this movie, Colin? Oh, well, The Holiday. So The Holiday. The Holiday. Is, the holiday. So The Holiday is about two women in, you know, sort of having parallel narratives there's iris in in london adjacent and you know in 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 the london part of england and i think she works for like a book publisher she works for a magazine or a newspaper she works for a a, she's a writer something Yeah. yeah anyway they're having their big christmas party we come to find out that she works with her ex uh uh, what's his name? Um, Jasper, Rufus played by Rufus Sewell. Sewell, in a Dominic West role, right? Like yep. such a Dominic oh, yeah. West role. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, and she's still harboring feelings. And if you love Love Actually and unrequited love around Christmas, like the opening 
you know, you get you get sassy commentary from Sarah Parrish as as Iris's little work friend Hannah. You know, it's it's all very comfy and cozy, and you're like, I know this is not going to work out. Like things are too good right now, and she's not going to leave the country because she's having a good time at the holiday party. Well, uh, well, she gives Jasper this book that you know means a lot to him. He reveals surprise; he's engaged to one of their coworkers. Oof. So Iris, you know, the only sensible thing left to do is other than trying to asphyxiate herself by turning on the gas on the stove, uh, instead is saved by a text or an instant message from Amanda all the way in L.A., who meanwhile has just broken up with her boyfriend, Ethan, played by Ed Burns. Edward Burns? I, I call him Ed. Um and yeah. she's she needs to get the hell out of L.A. for the holidays. And so she's found Iris's cute little British cottage on HouseExchange.com. And she's like, you know, get me out of here. And so Iris is like, OK, do you have a house? What's I don't need to see it. I'll go. <laughs> yeah, I know. L.A. Great. You know, like could have been in the valley. <gasps> um, the valley and, and so they they house swap. Uh, and Iris arrives at Amanda's, and Amanda arrives at Iris's, and each of them finds love and transformation and, um, you know, uh, uh, fun along the way for about an hour and 45 minutes at that point. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> bravo, yeah. yeah. Um, there was there were so many things that I was kind of making mental notes, as you said that, and I, I can't remember any of them right now. But I guess really the only thing that I can't remember is I love, because we see her so so briefly, is that Sarah Parrish is just, she's smoking at the office Christmas party. like, mm-hmm. And it's 2006, so I don't know like where we were in that like part of time where you were allowed to smoke inside versus outside, but I just love that. Um, and I just... I think one of the things about Kate Winslet in this is like, first, I that you're so dead on with that, like, Love Actually sort of vibe at the beginning with, um, you know, in Love Actually, it's Hugh Grant talking about, like, the Heathrow Airport. But with Kate Winslet, it's talking about unrequited love and there's, like, the beautiful scoring underneath. I think one of Kate's, like, there's so many wonderful moments in this, but, like, the way that she acts around Jasper is, like, I think it's super hard to act nervous and to sort of like, you know, she's touching her desk. She's like touching her hair. You know, she's too, you know, she gives him his gift like way too soon, even though he didn't buy her anything. I just love watching her fidget and you can just see all of that, like the damage that he's get like done to her. It's so uh, she's brilliant. Yeah. She's, we, we just fall in love with her right away. And uh, just, I feel like, and you know, yeah, certainly the, a lot of it's the writing and whatnot, but it's just, yeah, her energy is just the, the, the Kateness of it all. Oh, she just, and, yeah. and I, you know, when you think about this performance and then you think about like mayor of East town and it's like, huh, you know, and who knows, maybe at some point in the new year, we will do the BSAs of little children and we'll get to explore, yes. you know, even more, we'll get to win some more. Yeah, that would be lovely. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Sort of along the lines, sort of not. But I feel, and folks, help me out here, because I I feel like it's one of those like um, Mandela effects sort of situations where I, I've seen this movie a lot of times, not recently, I guess maybe last year was the most recent. And 
I swore that Kate Winslet stuck her head in the oven. I I swore she did that. And then she's like, what am I doing? And I think she says it regardless in both of these situations. But when she turned on like the gas and then like held the, uh, the, the match there, I was like, this isn't the way that I remember it at all. And it's really bugging me out. So it's probably just my own mind. But if there is a soul out there that remembers her putting her head in the oven, please send me a message so I can... I don't know. Not put <laughs> your own head like in the, the oven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be waiting with my head in the oven. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but she's so, I mean, I just, I think she's, she reminds me, it's, of course it's not the same, but you know, like how charming, I mean, I feel that a lot of British people are charming and it might just be the accent, but I love a really funny British person. And I feel like Kate is definitely one of them. I also feel like Adele is one of them as well. Like she's so fucking funny in interviews. She has that like, classic cackle of hers too and i feel that kate is just you know i she wouldn't be my first person or actress that i would think of as like a sort of sandy bullock type or like a reese witherspoon or julia roberts but she totally is and i i think this is one that's why this is one of my favorite performances of hers because i think she has the best writing in the entire movie for her and some of the best like moments to really let that sort of like uh, romantic comedy to like to flex those romantic comedy chops, I guess. I, I feel like, you know, romantic comedies, it's like the formula, there, there's no need to futz with it too much. I love when, you know, little changes or surprises are made or a BSA gets a great moment, you know, but like at the end of the day, we people kind of go to romantic comedies because we want that formula. And so it's like, okay, how do you make that interesting? How do you freshen that up? And I think a big part of it is like interesting casting and, I feel like yeah. she is, it's like, you know, similar to Jack, Jack Black's confusion with Kate Blanchett. It's like the idea of an actress like her, Kate Blanchett or Viola Davis, or like in a romantic comedy, it's just like, oh, that elevates it so much. I want to see what those, that caliber of actress Olivia Coleman does when she's like having a meet cute. My God. Oh, oh yes. That would be great. That, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's like, give me Kate Winslet on a three-way mix-up phone call any day. Like, that was mm-hmm. one of my favorite parts of the movie. Like, I laugh every time. That's de- definitely, a, 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 and such a trope that's kind of overdone, but, like, I I loved it. Oh, I, I just, yeah. like, laughed out loud. I wrote down, like, the line, still me, is, like, such an old trope, but I never get tired of it when it's like, oh, nope, still me. Uh, yeah. I Yeah, I never get tired of that. So yeah, you um, can see it coming from a mile away, but I I still loved it. Yeah, of course it is like it it is the oldest sitcom trick in the book, and uh, yeah, and I'm and again sometimes you don't have to change the formula, just change the person who's making it. You know? Yeah. Well, speaking of, I guess you know, ladies that have been. I mean, I guess I'm trying to think of a clever segue here, but like I I would say that Cameron Diaz is sort of been maybe in more comedies than romantic comedies. You know what I mean? But I, I want to talk about her because I think she's all over the place. But with that being said, like some really nice moments. But I that first scene with her and Ed Burns, like it's like community theater acting. I can't. It's so bad, Colin. I, I couldn't get past it. I mean, listen... Oh God! I have to agree, and it was like it was. I was a bit concerned at the beginning, yeah, because I was like, "Cammy D is terrible in this. Like, she's yeah. not 
for as good, and I think also the contrast, for as good as Kate is, like right out of the gate, then Cameron Diaz is kind of like, I felt like there were moments where I felt like it was like Britney Spears, like preparing for an audition. It was like, like that level of like, Oh honey, like you are, these lines are not in your bones. They're barely through your skin. Like I don't, and I love Cameron Diaz and I've seen her in, in so many performances. I've really enjoyed her. And we talked about her in my best friend's wedding, you know, like oh, Kimmy, she's great, but yeah, that was one of the big things I noticed with this movie was like, I progressively enjoyed her performance more, but at the start, yes. I didn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> no, it's really bad. And God bless Ed Burns too. I think he's so hot. I, yeah. He's like a sleepy, dopey dad. And I love yeah. it. Well, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. Like the way he looked in this movie, it was like, I thought about um, Kyle Chandler and Carol last week. And I thought, Oh, that's, yeah. that's similar casting, you know, like in, in that world, I could see, you know, Edward Burns playing a, a, another husband, you know? Um, but yeah, he's I, a, a hot, sleepy dad standing there in his boxer yep. shorts. Oh, get out of my house. Ugh. Yeah. And his voice is like a lot higher than I thought it would be. Like he's like he's like in that tenor range. Like, yeah. I, and kind of like a little bit of a New York thing going on. Like, um, I don't know. I was re I'm always sort of into him. And, you know, she's just I, I I don't I think it's like the temper tantrum that like I can't. I can't remember like a specific line, but like in moments where she has to sort of fill that space mm -hmm. is where it's just really, it's just a little awkward too. And I was like, Oh God, I hate that. Like, this is what he's seeing first, but I much like maybe Jack Black and Kate Winslet, uh, Winslet. Mm. Um, I think that Cammy D sort of starts to really shine once Jude Law comes into the, the, the picture. Like oh. that first scene with them, I think is magic between the two of them. And she's really great too. The moment he arrived, her performance transformed. Like their chemistry yes. was all, it was really good. And I thought, yeah, for some reason, that's when she clicked into place. And I, uh, I, I mean, because I think I, th I think it was before he showed up when she was playing the like stare mat, staring Mr. match with the dog. Oh, no, well, yeah. oh, there's the Mr. Brightside moment. We do need to talk about the music <laughs> oh, yeah, in this right. movie, but there's also yes, like yes, when yes. she's doing the stare off with a dog, and I just yep. wrote down when she says blinked when she catches the dog yes. blinking, blink. Yes, and like that was kind of cute, and I was like, because I what I did like was I I enjoyed the narrative of Amanda, and I identified with this when she. She has the rush of that's it. I'm getting out of town and doing whatever people do when they get out of town for the holidays. And I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to relax. I'm going to eat carbs. I'm going to read a book. It's going to be great. And then she gets to the house. She's going through the whole, you know, that part of the journey of arriving, puts away all her stuff, puts, hides the suitcase under the bed. And then she stands there and she's like, okay, so what now? And I know that feeling of like, shit, yep. I was kind of, on the high of the like, I'm getting out of town for the holidays and now I'm here and I'm like, what do I fucking do? And, and so I kind of love that. And that's also when I realized that there was a dog in the house and I don't remember if we had seen the dog at any point earlier. Yeah. I think maybe when Iris comes home uh, from her like holiday party or something, or when she's trying to stick her head <laughs> again, I almost said stick her head in the oven, but uh, that's not what happened, Nick. <laughs> yeah. It just didn't happen. Um, yeah. yeah. But I would be all over that dog. Oh, he, what a cutie. Yeah. And I also thought it was interesting that like, at no point did Iris tell her like, Oh, by the way, you're going to have to take care of my dog. Got also, a dog or 
yeah, I, go ahead. I wouldn't let some, I mean, let alone having a stranger come stay in your house, but then to take care of your dog. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. That's, I mean, there's so much of this that seems, I guess, implausible, but the, uh, the website does exist. And like, I, I think we probably both read on IMDb that like swapping houses after this really kind of boomed a little bit, but people had to kind of, I guess, put their guard up a little bit because people were um, getting robbed and like murdered or something like it's that's that's intense. Yeah, I mean, it's so it's so it's just so funny. Like, of course, of course, after this movie, there was a wave of, of you know, people doing house swaps. Like, I would imagine there was a lot of like tours of Tuscany after Under the Tuscan Sun came out or like, oh, for sure. When Eat, yes. Pray, Love came out, like how many people were booking trips around the world? I, I, I read that book right before I went to Australia in 2008. So like, I know the I know I get the impact these things can have. Of course. Oh my God, we should have an Eat, Pray, Love episode. Talk about where we were in our lives because I can talk about oh. some Eat, Pray, oh, Love. Oh yeah. And like, it's, I mean, I, for me, it's specifically the book. The movie didn't have as much yes. of an impact, but the book, oh, the book. Yeah. Oh, we could totally have an Eat, Pray, Love episode. Oh God. Yeah, I don't even need to, I've seen the movie once and I was like, I don't need to see it again. Yeah. And same. it was fine. You know, Richard Jenkins is in it and uh, love him, love Julia. But yeah, we could, we could talk about an Eat, Pray, Love moment. No, Maybe we, we'll do it like in the summer next year. Or yes. We need to talk about when she cries in the tree in India. Oh <sighs> my God. I, I would India? love to reread it, to be honest. It, or to, yeah. uh, Bali? Is she in Bali? Bali or? It's um, yeah. Italy. I guess it's Italy, oh. India, Indonesia. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, in any event, yes, I would totally reread it because like the concept of crying on the bathroom floor, I was like, hello, uh, Elizabeth. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it, it's, the, it, it's that, it's that TikTok trend of like, you don't know me, but I know you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me. That is so creepy. Cause all it is, is like ghost stuff. It's like my mom died three mm -hmm. years ago. But yeah. I can't, I, I put it on mute because that song creeps the fuck out of me. What is it from? It's uh, so it's by Laurie Anderson. It's called Oh Superman. And oh, the song is like 11 minutes long. And that little part that is being used on TikTok is like such a tiny part of the song. Like it's, it's okay. not a, it's not like the song is interesting, but like, it's just such a, it's such, it's like staying in one neighborhood of a city. You're not really, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're, yeah, it's a little piece of it, but it's so much more. Gotcha. Um, but oh, I'm obsessed Oof. with it. That's one of my favorite TikTok trends right now. Is yeah, is that I just I love it. It it just hits a nerve for me. I'm like, ooh, what is it? Like the one I saw today was like, um, and not, not that I identify with this. I just under I just appreciated the nuance of like, uh, the kid who looks at his dad after every mistake that he makes, and then it's like, oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, it was like, and it was like a kid like. Or a guy dressed up as like a child, like going to catch a baseball and dropping it, and then like looking to the side. And I was like, oh. "Ooh, that's a new that's that's a little narrative you just told." Yeah, in four seconds. That's impressive. <laughs> TikTok, the magic of TikTok. You know, I gotta tell you, I don't know if you know this, but TikTok is incredible. I love TikTok. <laughs> I just love her. I just love her. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I speaking of hers that I loved, I I wrote this down, but you know, as the ladies are crossing the, you know, crossing countries and oceans to stay in each other's houses, um I feel like we would play the two ladies who sit on either side of Iris on the airplane. Yes. 
<laughs> oh my god, yes. Yeah. I loved that moment. And I don't know if those are like famous UK actresses or not, but um yeah, I loved it. I you know, I did not recognize them and normally, you know, but you know what, let me let's do it let's because you know what, you bring up a good point. Like what if one of those women is incredibly important and we're just not saying her name? Okay, let's see. Yeah. I let's mean there's nothing say. worse than sitting in the middle in coach but i liked the, to see both of them i feel like kate could have like or iris could have upgraded to first class but it, you know amanda's pod i was so jealous of she had that stack of books she oh had my the god sleep mask Ugh, a dream yeah i know i the fact that that iris was in the middle of the middle i was like this is the worst uh yeah. all right so one of them i think the one i would play is her name is pamela dunlap and it, she's not even British, but she was apparently in I Am Sam, which is a movie we, we've talked about doing. <gasps> I keep forgetting about it. I need yeah, to put that back on the list. Yeah, that's why yeah. I mentioned it right now, because I, I was forgetting about it, too. And I was like, oh, if I say it now, someone said it, you know? So yeah. I think that's who I would play, because she has the dark hair. I don't know. For some reason, you're the blonde. Um, I like she, it. Oh, her name was Judith Drake, and she died in 2022. I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay, well. Oh, but there's a... Oh, my God, she was in an episode of Parks and Rec. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, no of course, that's who you'd play. Um, oh, love that. Oh, that's great. You know, I. she doesn't have an IMDb picture, but that is a picture she's tagged in. So... Um, okay. Yeah. So she's in a picture with Amy Poehler and uh, Adam... What's his name? Who looks like a bird. Adam Scott? Adam Scott, yes. Who? Uh, she. Uh, oh, was, yeah, Ben. She played Connie Cabbage. She was the one who was at the. Um, I think she was like selling salads at the farmers market. Oh, here it is. Uh, a work. Oh, this was a later. This was a season six episode. Okay, oh, a wow. workplace. There were Sue salads. I remember Sue's salad. Oh, she was younger. Yeah, that's what I'm confusing it with. I'm confusing it with Sue's salads. This is a. Uh, um, yeah, this is uh, this Connie is just... Cabbage. Just as important, though. Yeah. yeah, just as important, but not Sue Salad. Um, so anyway, I'm glad we resolved that. I'm sure everyone yeah. else listening is too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sue I want to ask you this. Of course. Yeah. No, sorry, guys. Um, I guess it's kind of the million dollar question too. It's like, which house would you rather go to for Christmas? Which you know, house are you choosing? Amanda's. I I think that Iris's is really cute, but I, there's a certain level of rustic that I don't want. And I think one of the perfect perfect like demonstrations of this is um, when Amanda like when she's like, "Ooh, I'm cold," and she's like rubbing her arms. And I thought there is nothing worse than being cold in someone else's house. And, yeah, I, and not knowing how to fix it and right not knowing away. how yeah. to fix it you know whereas the idea of like compare that to just that like running through the house house tour that iris does and when she sees the pool that's the 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 rush that i got of like oh my god where's the jacuzzi you know what i mean like all of that and just like the implicit comfort because it's not cold and it's LA and it's, you know what I mean? Like it's big, it's modern. And so, yep. you know, there's an old man next door, you know, I love that. There's a staff. Yeah. There's a exactly. staff that I can practice my Spanish with. Absolutely. I, I actually would probably choose Iris's house. So this is perfect. You oh. can have, you could have Amanda's house and I'll have Iris. I think maybe, you know, maybe it's because I was like just in LA and I'm like mm. over it. Um, yeah. But right. I totally want to go to like I, I 
just a few TikToks of like Scotland or like somewhere in the UK around like Christmas time have been mm. popping up on my For You page on TikTok. And I'm like, I need to do this at least once. You know, I need to go. I need to get over there. And I think I totally agree with what you're saying. I would not want to make that hike, you know, on that road. Mm -hmm. Like it feels very far away from like London. I wonder what her commute looks like. That seems terrible. But I think what really sold me was that tub. And I I just think it is cozy. Like I love how everything is sort of, I don't know, like tight knit. I, I think like no more than me and Keon and maybe that dog. Um, mm, of but I, I get what you're saying too. And I, I still would obviously love Amanda's house, but if I had to choose, you know, if the pub's like sort of a five minute walk away, if it was more than that, I don't know. But yeah, um, if it was yeah. like a five minute walk to that little, you know, main street that she, yes. uh, you know, sped out into in that little mini Cooper, I, that was all very lovely. That market that she goes to Jesus Christ, you know, Ugh. The cheeses and the cookies and the cakes. Money doesn't matter. I, I go crazy. <laughs> yeah. Money doesn't matter. Calories don't matter. You know why? Because over there they call them kilojoules. I don't know what a kilojoule is. I'm eating all of them. They don't. You don't get a bag of chips. You get a, a, a packet of crisps. A packet of crisps. A packet of crisps. A packet of crisps is nothing. That's a hundred calorie pack of Pringles. That's nothing. So I just feel like the calories are different over there. It's just different. We're Americans. We don't even know. Like I. No, my body is prepared. Um, I've been preparing <laughs> to yes. eat like that. I like this conversation you're like having with yourself. Like, you know what? No. <laughs> you know what? No. I think, but maybe. But maybe. Okay. Well, maybe one pie. <laughs> so, um, yes. But yeah, I, uh, that all, I mean, it's so funny you say like that tub you were sold because it's like, for me, I'm like, I see that tub and I'm like, I just imagine taking a cold bath. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like it. Just feels like like yeah, I feel with like, your like feet hanging out, like yeah, how she I, was like. It's like a like a C shape as opposed yeah. to it. It's not big enough, but I would like to try it. I'm afraid that the house is cold, so I'd have to huddle under the water to stay warm, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, I can't get out of this bath because the moment I lift up, my shoulders are gonna be freezing." Yeah. Oh, but once you get the fire, like. I agree that it probably would be cold, but I just, oh, I want to just burrow up in there for the winter and never leave and just read a, a thousand books, drink some tea, wear like sweatpants and cozy socks. I, I'm i into it. I, who knows what would happen after like a week, but I wouldn't want to be there for more than a week. I'd, I'd, I'd meet you at Amanda's house in LA after that. Yeah, because she's got yeah. all those movies. She's got oh my all God. those, the the, play, the the big TV. I mean, it's like those amenities. I, I, don't, I feel like we saw Amanda shower. I feel like my memory was it was a nice big walk-in shower. Like, one of those yeah, I can picture that walk-in closet kind of. I guess every shower is a walk-in shower, right? Like you got to get in there, but like you know, I know, right? I uh, know what you mean. Yeah, but like a big one with maybe there's a, you know that's see that's the dream is like if that bathtub. I hear you. For me, it's one of those one of those showers that has a little bench in it and it has sprayers everywhere. Like you yes. don't you don't know where you're getting it from. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and it's just like rain. Yeah. There's but if rain. you want it a little bit harder, you can. Yeah. Yep. And then it, it just, and then they can, oh, I want to just be, I want to be lost in there. Yeah. I want to feel like I'm, I'm jumping into Niagara Falls. Um, yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts on blackout curtains? Love it or hate it? You know, you sleep better. I'll say that, you know, yeah. you sleep better when you block the light out. I think that it's, it, it, it's a little like there is kind of a like 
I don't know. I feel like I've seen movies where like the house turns on people and then like the blackout curtains. Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel you like can't, you're being eaten. Right? Yeah. Like, I feel like there is a bit of like, you know, let me out of my house. But uh, I think that I would like to control it with a remote. I don't want the house to do it on its own. You know, what if Marco's sitting in the windowsill? Because obviously he's coming with me. Yeah, I think for that very first like sleep where I just have like an intense amount of jet lag, I'm down with the blackout curtains. But mm-hmm. for the rest of the time, I like natural light. Keon and I are opposites. He wants, he loves the blackout. Mm-hmm. He would he would want like every curtain and blind closed. But when he's out of town for work or whatever, I keep like the blind like halfway up. I like waking up to sunlight. Um, but every other every other like time with sunlight, I'm like, get it out of here. But at nighttime, I think it's because I'm also a little bit afraid of the dark. It scares me to open my eyes and not and just see like to feel like I'm blind. I don't like that. Right, right. Well, I hear I hear that. Right. Like, cause it's, you know, uh when they say blackout, they're not kidding. Uh yeah. maybe well, brown know, out is what I want. Yeah. Maybe get yourself a nice little night light, you know? Uh yes, there's I love there, a night light, yeah. I TikTok almost got me to buy this little duck lamp where you like it, it's Aww. squishy and you can like plug your phone into it. And it's a little desk light and you just like squeeze its little butt and the light Get turns it. on. I know I'm I'm all over it. that and the purple toothpaste. I'm like Merry Christmas, Merry <laughs> Christmas toothpaste duck. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was something else I can't remember. Mm. I was on oil pooling for a while and I oh, bought it. Yeah. Like the... And what else was there? I'm finally off of like Christmas sweatshirt. Now that I'm saying it into my phone, it's going to come back up. But what is TikTok trying to sell me recently? I don't know. Yeah. You think I would know because I'm on it so much. But uh, yeah. Sometimes I see someone does like freeze-dried candy, like freeze-dried Skittles. And I'm like, does Skittles have a problem with the fact that you're like reselling their stuff? Yeah, right? I don't know. You put M&Ms or cookies. What do I know? So, um, but anyway, uh, you know, I, I, I... I'm seeing my note here. I just wrote down Mr. Brightside with a big exclamation. Oh, point. yeah. We got way off topic here. Yes, That's okay. The music. That's, you know, the, we can we can talk about food the rest of the day. I don't care. Yeah. Um, the music. This, because, I mean, I, I've come to recognize, because, you know, it's like I graduated high school in 2003. I graduated in college in 2007. And so, like, music that would be popular in this era, 2006, like, that all is from like a very formative time. And I feel like I certainly remember when Mr. Brightside wasn't like an ironic, like, Oh, millennial rock. Like I remember when Mm -hmm. that was just, uh, unironically cool. I mean, or at least was considered as much, but I also have to recognize like the amount of Imogen heap slash (gasps) Yes. Oh, I'm Preach. so happy. Preach. Oh, yes. That is, and that's when I recognize that, like, you know, for our parents, it can be like, oh, the Eagles or, oh, Fleetwood Mac or, oh, uh, Carol King or whatever. Like, uh, and I always want to say Carol Kane, but it's Carol King. But I always wanted to yes. be Carol Kane. Uh, yeah, I wish. Carol Kane, too, you know? Uh, yeah, both of them. But, you know, I, as I get a little bit older and I have kind of a youth to look back on, I realized, like, that frou-frou is one it was imogen heap doing one album as frou-frou like that the postal service like all like that that is the fabric of my life like that is music that i'm like oh oh that's when music that's when music that i mean i still love older stuff but in terms of like what was formative like that's the sound of my heartbreak in college you know 
Yeah, there's a lot of that in the movie um, Closer with Natalie Portman. Ooh. I feel like there's some Imogen Heap and um, some like, and that was 2004. So it's around the same time. It it felt very much like that. And like, there's some pretty core memories from this movie. And I think I saw that like the holiday's been on. It's been having a little bit of a resurgence, at least on like my for you page. Like people were kind of remembering it. Um, even though I think initially this movie did not do well or it was just like fine. Could be making that up. But um Well let me let ones... me just I'll just say this yeah. that this was nominated for a stinker. So you okay. know, and well, if you may remember, it. Jamie Gertz won the stinker. So it's a pretty big <sighs> deal for Twitter. Yeah, that is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think it was like worst holiday movie or something like that. And I was like, oh, or no, or like movie that we wanted to love, but just, no, that was another one. It was another award where it was like, it was nominated for a movie that we wanted to love and just couldn't. That's a little harsh, but I see where they're coming from because like, I guess, what would you, what would you change about this? Because I think, you know, we've talked a little bit of how like Cameron Diaz was, is a little bit off at the beginning or, you know, is are there too many should this have been one love story? Like, where do you think that discourse comes from? Like, what would you change in this movie? Because I, I don't know what I would. I'd have to think about it. I'm surprised that it's, I mean, it certainly did well at the box office, not to like, you yeah. know, uh, invoke the baseball scores that Arthur talks about. But like, it did do yes. well. People did go to see it. I do feel like anyone I've heard talk about it loves it. And it's like, oh, I love the holiday. Oh, the holiday. Mm -hmm. And you're right. I feel like, uh, wasn't it, didn't you send me something like, was it about like the potential of a sequel? Is that what was kind of popping up in the news again? Ooh, yeah, what was that? I think I sent you... Because I was like, oh my I God. I thought it was my best friend's wedding that I sent you. Oh, oh. And did I just see Cammy D and think, oh, you must be Maybe. talking... Okay, well, hold on, I'll scroll back. I did send you a holiday one. It could be that, because I, I sent you the TikTok of Cammy D just showing up at a random viewing of the holiday. Like, yeah. I would have a heart attack, I think. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm scrolling back, but, you know, we, we have that whole Netflix thing we had to text about. There's that... Oh, there's that yeah. TikTok of Ann Dowd talking about her son. Oh, my God. Remember that? Oh, did you I know. watch that? Yes. Oh. Fran Kranz. Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, oh, it was great. God. Oh, here we go. I found it. Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet sign on for the holiday <gasps> sequel. Oh, that's right. I do remember saying that. And I said we manifested this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is according to the Daily Mail celebrity. So I don't know. But I think that's a great idea. I think that, like, People who don't like this movie, listen, did it sweep me away? No. Did I have a good time? Yes. Did I cry? Maybe a little bit once. But did I feel yeah, things? The Arthur stuff, yeah. The Arthur stuff is great. Anything, anything Iris-related, certainly. I... I, I think that the tension that it creates with the fact that each of these these romances are kind of like uh, up against long distance and and just being on a holiday. I think that yeah. I think if anything, they could have. I, I think they try to lean into that tension a little bit with Amanda, but I feel like that's that kept me compelled, even though it was a longer movie. Like I would give this such a solid B plus A minus, but I wouldn't go above an A minus. Do you prefer this over Love Actually? Oh, yes. And I haven't seen Love Actually in a while, but I feel like yeah. on principle alone and just like how like Love Actually is just like such a weird buffet. 
I feel like the holiday, if if love actually is like a weird Christmas buffet and like some of the dishes are kind of gross, then the holiday is like a multi-course meal and you're like oh wow there's kind of like two entrees but like they're a little bit smaller but there's definitely chicken and beef (laughs) i i know exactly what you mean yeah i feel like there there's some really good small plates here and yeah but is it too much i don't know yeah yeah it's like i wouldn't want to sacrifice arthur's storyline but if we did, we might. It might feel like we, that relationship between Miles and Iris is sort of like earned, as opposed to just shoehorned in because they're both like a man and a woman, and they haven't like. I don't know. It's it's not that I. It's not that I don't think that they could. I just felt like the chemistry is just a little off, and maybe because of Arthur, he got in the way a little bit. But I love Arthur, so I don't know. And. Again, it's like the runtime of this movie is way longer than I ever remembered it being. But every time I watched this movie, I never paid attention to it. I was like, yeah, this is great. But I found myself looking at my phone a little bit more this time. I, I did know. a little bit, too. I did a little bit, too. And I was yeah. like, ooh, this is kind of like it's taking to be a bit to sink to I'm, I'm, I'm coming out of it or what? I don't know what yeah. it was kind of like I was I was under anesthesia. And then I started coming out of it a little bit. Um, I mean, I think we kind of talked about this earlier, and I think it goes back to this of like we have the love story already with Amanda and Graham. And I know the idea is parallel love stories, but I just think the more interesting narrative is the one we talked about of like, what if this was just about Iris and like the healing, you know? Um, Yeah. And that the ending was not about her getting together with someone, but the ending was similar to like my best friend's wedding where it was more about just like, I don't know, what have you learned and who are the friends you've made along the way? Yeah, like have a piece of cake with me, George. You know, I I just felt like once Iris, or I guess once Miles and Iris like kissed, you know, and it was cute. Like that moment where he's like, sorry, I kissed you again. Because he, he played drunk kind of well. That's sort of like a tipsy, I, I'm going to go for this kiss because I'm feeling it. And, you know, and I guess Iris, I, I don't want to blame Kate for it though, but like, Am I blaming Kate for the chemistry? I don't know. I don't know what I would have needed besides maybe more of a foundation there because it just felt like they were palling around and getting coffee and getting sushi and like he was with someone. So there, it just didn't feel like it was ever going to go that way. So when it finally does... It's a little know, when quick. They're sitting there, yeah. Yeah. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. It just doesn't. Well, you know, if we think about these two entrees, the chicken and the beef, I think Kate's the beef. And I think yeah. that if, I think Kate is an incredible cut of beef, a real filet mignon. Yeah. But, you know, and I just, you know, uh, I feel like Debbie Miller, you know, I just want to make you filet mignon. But I think yes. if you pair filet mignon with chili cheese fries, do you blame the filet mignon? For being That's true. better. And the chili cheese fries are delicious. But they're great. They're great. But then you're like, what steak? And and you know, and then you meet, you know, a good piece of fried chicken in Amanda. You're like, oh now that's a pairing. Fried chicken and chili cheese fries. And maybe Iris should sleep with her brother. I don't know. I like <laughs> Yes. I know. Uh, I just wanted Jack Black. I wanted them both to sort of and they do process their sort of like grief or like their their heartache i guess but like iris is 
relationship baggage is far more heavy than like Miles and that dumb actress who I can't even remember the name of. Oh, um, Maggie. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, I, I, I'll just be thinking about this, like how to, how to fix it. But with that being said, like there, there are some really great moments. I, I want to talk about these girls. I want to <gasps> oh, talk so about glad. Sophia. Yeah. I want to talk about Olivia because they are, practically they steal the show i think in so many ways like that whole night where amanda shows up at graham's house is just perfect when she says um oh what does she say she's like berry kiss i love that moment oh i i i thought those two kids olivia and sophie were so fucking cute you know like there's it's funny because like in the movie like you know uh, amanda goes to graham's house and then like she assumes that he's having a date with a woman and then like sophie pops out next to him and for like a split millisecond there's this look on amanda's face like what the fuck is going on and like yeah the script was smart to be like who's that daddy because it was like for a second it was like what am i why oh 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 okay everything's fine um yeah this isn't weird but I, but I thought about that of like, oh, you had to identify that this was his daughter immediately because otherwise we're in like, you know, call me by your name territory, frankly. Um, yes. But, um, but yeah, these, I, I, I love when he does Mr. Napkinhead. I thought that was so oh, cute. Oh, it's adorable, yes. And I yes. think it was Olivia who, it was like such a good line delivery. She's like, it's so funny. I mean, you'll, 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 you'll laugh, you'll, you'll fall off your chair laughing. Like it was. I know. It's, she it's like stutters so funny, on it. Amanda. Yes. Uh, it's it was so funny. I just yeah, they were great. And you know, it made me think about look at Graham's life. You know, uh to quote Erica Jane on the last season of, of Beverly Hills, look at my life. Um, <laughs> you know, look at his life. He's got these two adorable kids, he's got this cute little house in the country, he's you know, uh got those incredible glasses, he's got a cow, he's learning how to sew, he's a full time, you know, or you know, he's he's dad he's Mr. and Mr. Napkinhead. He's yep. Mr. Napkinhead for God's sake. And and still somehow finds time to go out to the pub and get legless and I guess get a babysitter for or I guess the the girls are with their mom. That's right. Never mind. Um and so it's like it is all kind of a lovely life. And I guess there's kind of the thought of like Amanda I feel like they hinted at the idea that Amanda like does all her work from home. Like she's got a studio yeah. in the house. So like it almost seemed like they were implying like, oh, Amanda could work from here. Like she could leave LA, even though she works in the film industry and like live with Graham in his little house. And I think they kind of talk about it a bit, like that idea of if they do a long distance relationship and maybe it works for about six months and then they hit a wall and there's tension and whatnot. And what it made me think was like along the lines of Iris not falling in love with Miles and, and it being about Iris, I feel like the narrative that Amanda was really going along with in this movie of like, what if this is just a great affair that we had and like, yeah. let's not muck it up. It's not, it's not as romantic, but it's so much more practical. It's so yeah. much more. And it's so true because think about it. Like, I don't think Graham and Amanda, I don't, I think they have really great like vacation chemistry. I don't think they have long-term like, potential as a couple so we need this sequel to see if i'm right yeah you know, as you're saying all this and i'm thinking about it more like i feel like graham and amanda gramanda gramanda um, they have the hallmark movie plot line they don't have the good nancy myers monologues that kate winslet is getting they're getting 
girl goes to small town England, a widower Mm -hmm. and like has the kids and she's emotionally stunted and like the whole three musketeers thing. It feels like this cliche sort of like Hallmark movie. And like, it's the perfect arc of like, it's never going to work. And there's like a little bit of friction, but then she runs through the, like the snow at the end. Like it, and it doesn't mean that it doesn't have any substance because I do think that like uh, Jude Law is great in it too, but I think that's the one I would cut, I guess, the storyline that I'm I don't I don't need it, but I'm glad it's there. And, you know, it's I mean, what am I going to do about it now? The movie's made. But I think also what you were saying, too, like, I feel like Amanda works so hard and has made so much money, like clearly that she can afford to take some time off. Like, it seems like she's just like this workaholic. She could sell the house like she could easily move over if she wanted to. But I do like that idea, like you were saying, too, that she does. She is thinking it through like this is also crazy, but it also feels very hallmark to say that, too, and then end up with them anyway. Of course. And I think you're right. I think it is. Amanda and Graham is such a hallmark story. And mm-hmm. and I guess in a different kind of movie, the contrast of Iris having this like non-romantic comedy kind of falling back in love with herself, falling in love with her new life. I it, There's a lot there of like. And I guess, well, again, what lends to a sequel is who is Iris when she comes home from this trip? Because, like, how many of us, just the idea of, like, we go on vacation and we're like, that's it. You know, when I got home, I got to take it easy more. I got to remember what's important. I got to go outside more. And then we're right back to it. Or, like, when I went to Peru and I did ayahuasca, let me tell you something. Like, you come back from that and you think, oh, I'll never, I'll never, I don't know, uh, you know, I'll never eat French fries again. And once you get back to your old environment, like that all kind of creeps back in. And I think that's kind of the more interesting story here is what happens to Amanda and Iris when the holiday is over. Yeah. Post holiday, I guess it's, Mm -hmm. I think that Iris and miles are never going to last like living in that house. He can't, he can't record in her little cottage, you know? And Mm -hmm. I feel like they both make good enough money, but not enough money to like really go back and forth or meet somewhere in the middle. Like, whereas Amanda or at least Amanda has the dough to do it. Right. But then is it like, Oh, I'm traveling all the time. But he's like, but I got the girls that weekend. I thought you said that was perfect. You know, he puts the glasses on. She's like, that doesn't work anymore. You know, I, (laughs) yeah, I, yeah, I think that's, that's an, an interesting nuance that we've, we've really boiled down to in this movie is like, it's a lovely movie, but all four of them, despite the fact that this movie was written for the four of them, there are so many levels of incompatibility, both in the actors and the characters that that's what doesn't work. What would I change? I would, I would address the fact that like you don't have compatible couples. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of what it boils down to, but it's all sort of forgiven in this Nancy Myers sort of, you know, holiday snowstorm of a, a happy ending too. They're all there for new year's Eve. They're all sort of, you know, it's it's nice to see them all together, but it's also weird because they feel like two separate movies. You never see them really talking except maybe on the three-way phone call. But um, it's like, oh, yeah, everyone's together now. But what happens next? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I want to know. 
yeah, and it's also like weird that we don't really see when Iris and Amanda finally meet each other. We kind of see them having already met, and it was just being like, "Oh, give me a hug, my yes, sister." It's weird, yeah. yeah, it was just like, "Oh, it's huh. um." Well, you know, I'm gl- I I still am glad we did this. I think in terms, I think Same. what I enjoyed about this month was that we found some movies that are maybe not the most obvious holiday season picks you know we didn't do we certainly could have done we could have talked about the mom in a christmas story melinda dillon we could have done that Um, Mm -hmm. there was that time that you talked about the miracle on 34th street with elizabeth perkins and we were like oh we should do that then you were just like well she just has red lipstick it's not a big deal (laughs) yeah i would need to do like a rewatch to 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 approve that one yeah yeah i remember i mean dylan mcdermott is oh it's like peak it's like Rob Lowe when he was young. It's just mm. like, oh, he can't stop looking at him. But um, yeah. Yeah. But instead, I think we, I think instead we, we chose some really interesting ones. We went for some, uh, well, we did a little bit of a transitional, like, you know, gloomy winter, uh, semi-Christmas related. The, oh, savages. Yeah, the savages. We brought yes. in the, the, the dark season with the savages. And then we warmed things up with little women. We heated things up with Carol. And uh and then we we you know snuggled into the holiday, yeah. And it ends on New Year's Eve, which I think is a perfect little end of month movie. Yeah, yeah. I think we we curated this uh, just perfectly. So yes, um, I agree. I'm trying to think. If there's anything else I wanted to mention? I mean, the score Hans Zimmer is just. There's so much of this. It's the music when Kate Winslet is first running around the house, where it's like dun 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 dun. It's always in my head. Yeah, it's so. Um, I I don't want to say iconic, but like it's it's definitely always in my head when I watch this, or even like during the Christmas season. And I I it's it's a really great score. I think it's so funny that like. I was going to yeah. say just that like there's that scene where where Miles like writes the song of like if Iris if you were a melody and I'm like if if white <sighs> women and actress sexual gaze were a melody they would be the music from the holiday. <laughs> yes. That's also my least favorite Miles scene too. I feel like he, he he's so creepy when he's looking at her. Mm. I'm just like this is I I had to look away. And I love Jack Black. I think he's like one of the most talented comedic actors that we we have, really. And I, you know, like he said in that interview, he's like, "Well, my mom's gonna love this, and I get to work with Kate Winslet." So I'm I'm so glad he's in it. Yeah, yeah. I he uh, it worked. He was lovely, but yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. it didn't work. You know, we talked about it, it didn't work perfectly. Yeah, but yeah. Good for him. You know. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I think we should leave these young folks and get back to our bedpans because we are getting played <laughs> Good one. off. <laughs> Gonna start and end with Arthur, you know? That's right. Oh, also, I was convinced that Arthur was going to die by the end of this movie. And, like, does the dog die.com? Does the Arthur die.com? No. Arthur makes it to the Writer's Guild presentation. Yes. And I always cry. Like, the two parts I cried this time around was when he gives her the corsage and then she kind of tears yeah. up mm-hmm. and then she says I like corny I'm looking for corny in my life and this Hugo boss cuts a good suit um, oh. and uh, and then of course when they get to the, the ceremony and everyone's there clapping for him it's just so beautiful so um, yes Arthur we love you we love you Arthur and I guess I think Eli Wallach's probably I know we're being played off I know I think but we Eli Wallach died in 2014 so you know oh wow okay he had a good run 
Yeah. He definitely did. He had a quitter. He was in 172 things. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, like nuts. the Like the cut of his jib. Okay, we've been played off. They're going to turn the music up. <laughs> um, they're going to lower the microphone into the floor. Uh, That's so right. where, uh, you know, this Christmas season, where can folks find more of you? They can find me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast, or you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Kuchanov. How about you? Well, you can find me on my other podcast, All Right, Mary, where we are, you know, we're in the, the tail end of Dracula season five on the main feed. And then we are covering what is becoming an iconic season of Canada's Drag Race, uh, season four on Patreon. Uh, and then you can find me on Instagram at Colin Trucker underscore. And you can get more of both of us in a best supporting capacity on Instagram at BSA pod. Or you can send us an email at the pod at gmail.com. And uh, I hope your peepers aren't on holiday because they need to be here and peeled and ready for the best supporting after show, which is coming right around the river bend where we are going to be catching up on things like the real housewives, ultimate girls trip with the Rony legacy ladies. Yes. Uh, and I'm sure a whole lot more, but like, really let's, that's super important. Um, maybe some holiday updates and, you know, uh, who knows so much more. All of that is available at uh, patreon.com slash BSA pod. Can't wait to chat this week. I feel like we didn't talk about the Golden Globes last week, did we? No, we we got okay. On to so totally... maybe we do that. Yeah, yeah. sorry, we, folks. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we talked about anxiety for forty-five minutes. Yeah, which is similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, anyway, I think it is time for you and I to get into two pre-owned leased Toyota Tercels, named Ruth and Cheryl, and get the hell out of Stepford and the hell out of twenty twenty-three. Ugh. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, folks. Yeah. See ya. And that, as they say, is that. Is that.